0: I tell you, what a great way to jump on in here. I'm going to read the title. Tanya mentioned that already. Y'all can see it up there. Rush, rush, rush. Do you ever feel like your life is like that? And Tanya, that's a great picture that you found to go with that. That's that's what happens in our life. How many people are busy these days? Yeah, that's just all the time. It's just, we just always running. It's easy to get burnout, isn't it? Just, man, I don't want to play no more. And, you know, what is it? You know, yesterday I thought I'm going to sleep in. It's the one day a week I can sleep in. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but my boy wanted, wanted to talk to me early. But that's all right. And I said, well, okay, I'll just go back to sleep. And I'm sitting there thinking I can sleep. I, you know, I, I told myself, I don't care if I don't get up till 2 o'clock. Well, that didn't work either. But anyway, you know, you think, man, I'm just going to make up all this time. And, you know, very seldom we can make up time. You know? You, you, you don't get like more, you know, it's just always going. And I thought about that, you know, how in the world is it that we operate so, so often? You know, when I went back to work after my knee surgery, one of my buddies told me, he says, I have never seen you so rested. I said, I ain't never had six weeks off in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I, I'd like to take six weeks off and not be cut. But, <laughs> but uh, he says, uh, and then he says, man, you, you look a little tired. This is going into, I said, we're getting back in that groove again. Run, run, run. Rush, rush, rush. And I, and I know all of us do that, and we don't even set out to because the, the world will just kind of, it, it just gets you going, doesn't it? Well, we got to be here, and you got to go there. And I was telling someone, I don't remember my folks being that busy. Do you all remember your folks being that busy? I mean, they worked hard, don't get me wrong, but I don't think they were as busy with some of the nonsense, right? And so I hope today that, that the Lord will direct our steps today and the Holy Spirit will lead in us to find out what to leave in and what to let go. You know what I mean? And so that's what I was thinking this week. I said, man, Lord, just show us how to set the pace. And so I hope that, you know what, that the Holy Spirit will just reboot our lives today and just make us more effective, make things more rewarding, more joyful. Anybody use any more joy in their life? Yeah. Nobody's like just I can't take no more joy. I don't even know where I would fit it in. Where's room? Right? You got room for some more joy, right? Good. I hope we find that today. And it's nice to just get out of the rat race, isn't it? So for just a second, I want you all to just work with me here. Just take a deep breath. Let it Think about it. Now think about this. I said, now, what about, what do you think your life would look like if you didn't have to deal with all the daily pressure? (laughs) <laughs> Anybody feeling a little lighter? You know, you just look at it. It's like, you don't have to worry about the rent. You don't have to worry about what time this is going on. You don't have a deadline. You know, or just for a minute, just thinking about, man, I'm just going to just calm my spirit. And, and I pray for, for at least the next 45 minutes or so that you can maintain that. That just listen to what God has for you. And and so this was the scripture the Lord led me to this week uh, while studying this is out of Colossians 1, 11 and 12. It says, May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in his inheritance of the saints in light." And I thought, boy, isn't that amazing prayer? That's what God wants us to have. He's qualified us in Christ. And we're just going to kind of walk through this and pick this out. If you've got your handouts with you, go ahead and grab them. And we're just going to see how God gives us so much ah, provision. And, you know, when we get all worried and worked up and things like that and not breathing right and not sleeping and doing all these other things, um, it's a big difference in our life, right? It, it really impacts our health. Do you believe that? You get worried and stressed out and thinking about this. You don't rest well. And then you've got to make more decisions. And those decisions, they are not the best decisions that you made because you're worried about, you know what I'm saying, life kicks in. You know? And and, and I want you all to realize that, you know what? We can go ahead and, and reboot our lives anytime we want. To spending time with God. So I hope today that this is going to be a re, reboot in your life to just really, you know, let God just center everything out All right? You all ready for that? Let's do it. Uh, I kind of broke out the scripture. And as you can see here, it's a, we're going to look at all endurance and patience and joy. And that's really what the Lord was speaking to me about in each one of these areas. I said, may you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. This is the will of God for you. Think about that. So if it's, if it's something that God can do, if it's available to us, guess what? It's, God can do it, right? He doesn't say, well, I want you to have this, but there ain't no way you're going to get it, Right? Does that make sense? So when we read these things in our Bible, we can, what? we can tap into this. I say God allows his glorious might to be tapped into. God's power is available to us. And we can be confident because of Christ, right? We can count on Jesus. Do you know you can count on Jesus? When everything else, you get a bad doctor report, you better be able to count on Jesus, right? When, when, the, when the marriage is shaky, can you count on Jesus? When the, there's not enough money left, can you count on Jesus? There's a lot of things going on. When there's things in our work, there's things that we're dealing with in our families. Man, how many know dealing with family is stressful sometimes? Right? I mean, just being honest. You know, and it really is. And, and you know, it, it, sometimes I, I wonder, you know, they still think you're the, the kid in the family. Or they still think this or that. But I tell you what, when we can come together and put God in the center and let him sort all the things out, it makes all the difference in the world. But a God allows his glorious might to be tapped into. And we can tap into that by spending time with God. Now, the message I got for you today is not something that you've never heard, but it's something that we very seldom apply. We know we got all the tools and then we leave them in our tool belt. Prayer, meeting together, reading the word, applying the word to our lives, right? Receiving. The Lord's will have been showing me a lot this year about receiving. You know, how how many find it hard to receive sometimes, you know? It is. Just being, uh, sometimes, hard. if somebody says, well you, well, you look nice today, you automatically think, man, oh, well, if I just did this or I did that, just receive that. Well, you know, hey, um, you know, uh, just like, hey, I heard y'all singing that song. Thank you so much. We give all the glory to God. All those things, let them wash in and, and wash away some of the negative things. And I got a lot of things that the Lord showed me this week I want to share, so I'm going to jump one in. Now, I think one thing that helps me to just, uh, I don't want to say identify with the Lord, is that He understands my struggles. Have you ever talked to somebody and they're looking around and they're doing this and they go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're pouring your heart out to them and they're not really listening or they or they don't identify. That's tough, isn't it? I mean, that's even worse than if you said anything before. You might as well just say, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm talk about. Well, what's going on? They ask you, what's going on? And you go, well, you know, i got a few things going on. No, what's going on? And they pick and probe and pull and you say, okay, you ready? I'm going to tell you. This is what's going on to go. Oh, what time's lunch? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I said, I get, Yeah, I said, "I'm not. There's a time to go yet." Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry about it. You know, so a lot of times they just like dirty laundry. Well, I tell you what, it's good to have some good friends, and it's good to have some good friends that listen. But it's great to have a savior that understands. And if you have a good friend that listens, and they then give you good counsel or give you counsel, make sure it's God counsel. Make sure that they're lining it up. On God's word. Because you know what? When I tell people. They say. Well do you do any counseling? I don't really consider it counseling. This is what I consider. They said, I said you know what? I can listen as a brother in the Lord. And I want to point to the things that God is going to show us during this time. You know? Because you don't need the best buddy Chapman can give you. You need what God can give you. And I want to tap in. To what God has. So that you know what? That we can walk on this path. That's going to bring glory to God. That's going to honor our lives. And bring people to Jesus. Amen. So uh, you can't do that without Christ in the center. So we need to be looking towards those things. But how can you identify if you think God doesn't understand? You know, you talk to people, like I said, and they say, well, you just don't understand. You've never been through this. That may be true. I talk to people all the time that I have not been through the things that they've been through. And I don't tell them this. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because I don't know what they mean. But what i tell them is this. I'm really sorry that that's going on in your life. Let's go to the Lord about that because you know what? He understands. And I tell them, I try to take time to say, I want to let you know you're not in this thing alone, okay? That doesn't mean that I turn around and I pick up their problem and I try to solve it on my own, right? We do that sometimes when we care about people. We need to continue to usher them in to the presence of God so that God can do what God does. And we can come and we can be used by them in a mighty way. But you know what? We don't need to take on their problems. We need to take on the role of being that conduit for Jesus Christ. Amen? And it's going to help somebody. It's probably how I'm speaking to me right up front. Well, something else that I think is really uh, helps us for the, the endurance part. To know we've got a long-haul guy. You ever had anybody, you ever been in a business deal or you've been in something or maybe in sports? And man, you start off and things are good. It's shiny and new. Ooh, everybody loves what's going on. Everybody's got a new t shirt. It's good. And then the storm hits. Oh, the boat starts to rock a little bit. And next thing you know, it's like my buddy said, you he all heard that before. He said, when well, he's in the military, he said, You guys, they don't volunteer for nothing. Who would like to volunteer? And everybody step back and he's out there by himself, right? You know? That's rough stuff. But what I'm seeing here is we have a long haul God. One that that endures. Amen. And what does he want to do? He's not a part time God. Isn't that good? Now think about it. You can probably think about it in your family or in your life or, or at work or something. Everything's going good in ministry. Had a lot of different ministry partners and stuff over the years. And, you know, sometimes things are for a season and things like that. But I'll tell you what, it's nice when you've got somebody walking with you, even when it's not real pretty, when it's not real fun. I'm very grateful to have the people that God is surrounding us with in this room and those that come here on a regular basis. And, and you know what? Let me tell you something else that just popped in my heart. There's a lot of people that pray for us and support us that's never been in that front door. Isn't that cool? That's amazing because they believe in the work that God has called us to. That's a humbling thing right there. Isn't that something? It's, it's amazing. I saw uh, a couple about three weeks ago that have faithfully supported this ministry before we were even a church. And we met them on a, a mission trip probably seven years ago or something like that. And they pulled us over to the side and they said, we just want to tell you this. We really believe that we need to partner up with you. Because God's using you guys. We're going to to do that. And when I say I'm partnering up with this, is what they told us. When I say I'm partnering up for you, I'm not in it for the short haul. That just blessed me. Month after month, time after time, everything else, everything else. And so he said, hey, how's everything going? i write him a letter from time to time and let him know what's going on. He said, that's great. We love being a part of what God's doing. Isn't that amazing? See, a lot of times, and I, I don't even know how I got on this really, A lot of times, before we want to get into something, we we want to drive the bus. Well, well, I don't like this no more, so I don't want to do this anymore, you know? What I'm saying here is, we meet all kinds of folks with all kinds of situations. But I tell you what, when you meet Jesus face to face, when you come to that relationship with him, know that he's not here today and gone tomorrow. He's here for eternity. He's the king of kings, right? He's sitting on the right hand side of God, interceding for us. I'm telling you all this stuff and reminding you, I think I should say, because I know you know this. I'm reminding you of these things because guess what? When times get tough, you need to have this on the forefront of your heart. Let me tell you, when I've been in some of the worst positions in my life, it wasn't the big, deep theologian discussion that got me through. It was this. God's a long-haul God. I know he didn't leave me. Everybody else, I'm going, hello. And I said, wait a minute. I know God's still with me. And that's what I hope to, to show you today. That you know what? In all endurance, that God is with us with every season of our life. Man, this ain't even on the paperwork. I, I'm going to go with what the Lord's got. Even in the shameful situations of our lives, not, I don't say your life, our lives, God still says, I'm, I'm with you. Man, that's something right there. That is just humbling to think. I'm going to tell you what, you step in something out there, and some people will be like, I ain't never seen that guy before. I don't want no part of that. I've say, so come on. I'm going to carry you back in. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to love on you. I'm going I'm to wipe that off. And I'm going to do this here. And I'm going to set you back in the family. It makes me think of that prodigal son. You know? And, and the Bible says, that, and while, the, while the son was yet a long way off, the father ran to him. That's the type of God we serve. He's not sitting there and saying, well, if he comes back, you know, I'm going to tell him this and that and everything else. And I'm, I'm going to make an example out of him. You no, know, he comes to you. Running with arms wide open, man. I hope you guys see that today. And because of that, we know that his love endures forever. Forever. You know, sometimes we have relationships with folks and, and and time will creep in and situations will creep in. You don't call as much. And then your very, very best, best, best friend, you ain't seen him for 20 years. Now that doesn't mean you still don't care about him. But, you know, things kind of creep in there. but But... God loves us with this never ending love. And I want you to feel that today. I want you to understand, His love never wavers. I like to say, my love never wavers. It probably does. You know? I like to say, man, I'm on the mark all the time. No, I don't always make great decisions. How about you? Sometimes I choose because I'm rushing, right, and running, I, I try to make the best decision I can on the fly. And guess what? Sometimes that causes a lot of scar tissue. Sometimes, how about this? I make a lot of decisions and then ask God to bless them after I made them. I'm the only one? I didn't think so. Right? But as I get older, I look at stuff, I say, whoa, hold, let's slow down. Lord, what do you want to do in this situation? You know? Because I don't want to go without him in the situation. Amen? I don't want to go, oh, man, that, that's going to leave a mark. You know what I mean? That's not good. But when I know that God is, is available, how does it make you feel to know that you will never, ever, 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 ever get a busy signal when you call on the name of Jesus? Man, let's see Verizon top that one. You know, they go into commercials all the time. We got this. We got that. We got Jesus. Amen. It don't matter what trees I'm underneath. It doesn't matter if I'm in the tunnel. It doesn't matter if I'm under water. It doesn't matter if I'm under the weather. I can call out to Jesus. Man, that's good. Now, here's my problem. How about you guys sometimes? My receiver's not always working that great. huh come on now. My receiver, see sometimes I say, and the Lord said go this way, and I go, but I don't want to go that way. Surely he said go this way. <laughs> no, just listen to what he says. But you know what? You know how you recognize the voice of God? You spend more time seeking the voice of God. In the word, in the voice of God, will always, always, always line up with the Word of God. Amen. I want you to know that. I want you to hear that. And you say, "Well, oh, I know that, buddy." I'm reminding us today. I'm reminding us today. Amen. So with all endurance, I said. I said there is no. I said I wrote a couple of notes and I said there is not always a shortcut in life. Man, we like shortcuts, don't we? We But using shortcuts, ends up bringing shortcomings, right? I'm not saying don't find a more effective way to do something. I'm all for that. And I said, we have a Savior that supplies the strength for the whole journey. For the whole journey. Can you imagine that? Have you ever walked into something and you go, man, if I'd only known. See, if you knew all the pieces of the puzzle in the beginning, if you're like me, you'd probably mess it up. I'm glad that God doesn't show me no more than what he shows me sometimes. I, when I first got into ministry. I thought well I wish I knew this. And I wish I knew this. And I wish I knew what was going to happen out here. And it's a good thing I didn't. Because I'll tell you what. I would probably ran and hid in a closet. You know. You, can you get overwhelmed. If you get too much of the picture sometime. Whoo! But if you trust God a step at a time. And know that he's going to give us the endurance. That you know what. That God's going to be with us all the time. It seems it takes a lot of that sting out doesn't it. No matter what the deal is. Realize that we're not alone. Amen? His love never wavers. He's a long-haul God. Anybody say amen to that? Let me hear Well, here's something that I think is always interesting. Patience. Who needs patience? Hands everywhere. A couple of feet up in the air. Man, yeah. And you know, I think that's a yes question at some point all the time. Listen, life can be really stressful. And I said, there's so much pulling on us. And I said, so you know what? Here's a couple of tips that the Lord was showing me this week. I'm I'm trying to apply them to my life as well. I always say, hey, I'm preaching to me first. Find some good in each day. You might have to look for it. You might have to dig deep for it. You might have to open the Bible to find it, amen? But I'm going to tell you what. Force yourself. I said, here's a challenge for the week, right? And the guys at work, I set this up for them the other day. We were talking. They said, what are you working on? See, they always say, well, what's the message this week? You know? At least they'll ask me that. That's good. What's the message, man? I said, I don't know. You want to be a part of it? They go, what do you mean? Man, you can come. You can come. You can do that. But see, what they don't realize, they are a part of it. Because they're a part of my life. They're a part of your life. They're they're, they're folks. They're people that need Jesus. People that know Jesus. The whole thing. And I told my buddy, I said, think about this. I said, why don't we try this? He said, what's on your mind, man? What's on your mind? I said... How about this? I said, me and you gonna hold each other accountable for this. You ready? He goes, Oh, here it comes, right? Because you know he's working. I mean, think about this now. I work with my one buddy. I've been working with him probably 17 years. I'm with him more than I'm with my family. I'm with this guy eight hours a day, and I have to, I have to depend on this guy because if he turns something or says he turns something or didn't turn something, we're gonna kill somebody. Same with me. And I always tell him this. It doesn't hurt me at all for you to double check me. We do that. We're backing up all the time. Right? So he said, here we go. A little accountability. I said, for every negative thing that comes out of our mouth, let's find two positive things to offset. It. He said, He's like this. at that hat on backwards. Said, That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I said, let's try it this week. So that was about midweek. Let me tell you, it changed the course of our week. Because we can always find that negative thing. And he was doing something. He was doing, he was doing his coffee and I heard him say something. He said, but you know it is Friday. And uh, I think I'm going He said, we get paid today, right? Yeah, yeah. I said, you go ahead, man. That's good. But uh, try that. When, when that negative thought thing. Come, come up with two blessings that you got. Okay. I got to get surgery Tuesday. I'm not looking forward to it. But guess what? My wife's going to spoil me. Well, that's one thing. (laughs) And the next thing is, we got in church, right? So I'm trying to think of two things. And I got to pray in church family, right? Now, Denise is saying, the one man, man, I got to take care of him. (laughs) It won't last forever, man. We're going to be all right. But I can still grab a fork. You know, I was thinking about this. This is, you know, this this week, I've had some arm arm surgery about 15 years ago. And so as it's getting approaching to the time where they're going to cut me, I'm thinking... I'm not gonna be able to pull my pants up. I'm not gonna be able to cut a hamburger steak. All these things are like these big things. Hamburger steak. You know, and different things like that. I will tell you this. I gotta tell you this story. This is the type of people that I work with. Last time, 15 years ago, I got my arm cut. I couldn't pull my pants up. So I, I had these little rock and roll pants. That's what the guy called me. These, these, these little pants that come up like this. Well, I had a bunch of them, and Denise had some other ones around there, and I put these on that they snap down the side for, like, runners. (laughs) Pastor Bud don't look real good with Chippendale pants on, I'm going to tell you, all right? (laughs) But I got to go to work. This is the time that me and my buddy are in charge of the, the, the candy locker. And so we go over there, and we're counting all the money, and my buddy, he's a good old boy. I mean, he, he he's right down the pipe, man. He's this old farm boy. So we're, we're doing all this stuff here. And I'm counting the money. And my other friend unsnaps my pants in the shop. Boop. There I am. Yes, indeed. And my buddy's going, oh, my gosh. I was like. Dude, you got a button my pants. He goes, that ain't happening. <laughs> I was like, the cleaning lady's coming, and, and my buddy, he's laughing. He's going, this is a stress relief at work, right? So one side, I mean, my pants are just swinging like this, and I'm going, oh my gosh. I said, dude, come on, help me. I can't, I can't button my pants. So I get over in this little area, and I got all the money that we're counting from the. From the uh, you know the proceeds right from the candy locker, so I got like fifty one dollar bills, and I'm standing there, and he's clipping my pants, and one of the guys come in from where he goes, I'm not even going to ask, <laughs> and we're going. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. He said, "No, what does that have to do with stuff?" I'm gonna tell you what. This is real patience. We need patience. I'm like, and they still talk about that. So now I'm scared. Do not give me the button up pants, baby, this week, this, this time. I need to get, yeah, we ain't got to go. But man, those things that you, you know, they, life can train you for a lot of stuff. I was not prepared for that, you know? I guarantee you that there's no pastor in the United States preaching on that today. Amen? You got to get a first yeah. Yeah. That's, Amen. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, you got to have patience with people. But, you know, and getting even is not always the thing. <laughs> but I did. So I'll leave that for another time. <laughs> find something good each day. The good thing was that I got all snapped up and we kept on going. The bad news was the other guy that walked by, he's never talked to us since then. But well, that's all right. There's a lot of power in what we say and what we do. And I want to I jump on this here. Look at this Proverbs 18 21. The power of the tongue is life and death. Those who love to talk will eat what is produced. Man. Did you ever think about how much creative power is in your words? Think about that. I mean, I'm telling you. You, you know, when you're training your dog, don't do that. Roll over, sit, give me five. Sasha's like, give me a treat. I ain't doing nothing. That's my dog, right? But you know, you're starting to do different things. And, and, and you can't, well, I guess you can. You can really see the impact when, especially in raising a child. You say, hey, you know, that's really good. That's awesome. That's great. Can I tell you a little story on my baby boy before he gets back? Everybody knows Jesse went to Florida with their band trip, right? All right? I'm going deny this if you all say, say anything. No, it's good. It's, it's going to honor God in the end. You know, dad has been around just a little bit. Mom's been around just a little bit. How many people, when you try to tell your child something, they say, I know, but I know. No, you don't know, but I'm going to tell you. So I was trying to tell them, hey, look, man, we got a little money here, put some money over here, put your wallet over here, put this over here. That way, if you lose your wallet, you won't be broke. Got it, Dad? I'm not going to have that. I'm not stupid. Okay, I didn't say you, too. I just want you to be careful, son. I love you. And so in the middle of, I thought to myself, I'm going to challenge him. I didn't say that. I, said that. I said, I'm going to give you $20 for every time I get to finish a sentence and you don't say I know. He'd have been broke. Right? So we're through all that because what happens is when we're trying to teach somebody something, and I'm trying to be very loving in this situation, right? But we're thinking that they don't know anything. That's not the case. What's happening is you want the best for them. So they get to Florida. Day two. Hey, man, how's it going? I can't find my. I said, what? I lost my wallet. No, you didn't lose your wallet. I can't find it. I got I to go. I thought, I'm still trying to talk. I'm praying. Lord, where is the boy's wallet? Now, the good news is, Mama done stash a couple of dollars in some other place, so he's still going to eat, okay? I call him back after praying, and he goes, he goes uh, It's got to be in the room. It's gotta be in the room, Dad. I said, okay, okay. I said, look, man, I've been praying it. i praying about this thing, man. Think about this. Don't rush. Here's the message coming around. Don't rush. Think about the last time you had your wallet. And he goes, here, talk to Sam. Hello, Mr. Chapman. This is the whole story. I hear my boy with 126 kids on a bus, or how many ever did he goes, praise God, I found my wallet. <laughs> fast Than to the Lord glory, man. That's it. That's why I'm telling you this. But this is the, this is the other part here. This is the dad moment. So he gets back on the line. I said, man, that's awesome, babe. That's good. That's good. So I'm going to use it as a teachable moment. Not to say I tell you so, but just to say, I said, hey, bro. I said, I said that's why me and mom was trying to talk to you the other day. I said, you know, that's I'm, I'm glad you found that. After that I'm just sitting there I, He goes, God, he Give me some credit. I hit it so good I couldn't even find it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's good, son, enjoy yourself. (laughs) Patience is what we're talking about. Yeah, dad, you know, give me a little bit of credit. I hit it so good I couldn't even find it. (laughs) This was not this color before I had children, right? It 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 was not so white, not so gray. But anyway, the power of the tongue is life and death. Those who love to talk will eat with what it produces. Man, I was so good. See, out of that all that that I'm telling you, you know what did me good? Out of all the things that boy could have said, he said, praise God, I found my wallet. Woo! I didn't even care if it was empty at that point. Because when you get squeezed, what's inside is going to come out. He got squeezed a little bit. And his first word was, praise God, I found my wallet. That's cool. I'm not saying, oh, pastor, buddies, boy, this, that, and everything else. I'm saying as a dad, that was a good thing to hear. That's a real good thing to hear. How often do we give God honor and praise when things come around? It's amazing, isn't it? And I I tell you, you know, how often do we encourage others in situations? And and, and if positive things are going to shape somebody's life, don't you think negative things can too? You can tell. It's funny. Maybe it's from dealing with people all the time and different things like that. I met a guy not too long ago, and, and uh, Denise always said, how'd you know that? How do you do? How you know that? I said, I don't, I don't always know that, but I can tell you there's a lot of similarities and different things in people's lives. And there's a guy that, that, that we work with from time to time, and, and he's a big guy. He's a big muscle guy, big muscle guy. I said, where'd you up? Well, I was here, and I was here as I was in the military. I was back and forth over here and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. and he's always got his big tough bar. And so many guys don't even want to work with him, right? I say, man, you know what the deal is on that guy? He didn't have no friends when he was coming around. He was the big kid. They picked on him all the time. So he's got to think he's got to be rough to be in charge, because he don't know how to make friends. I said, I'm telling you. I said, so later on I talked to him and go, hey man. I said, you have a lot of friends growing up? Nah, we always moved. (laughs) Everything else? Yeah. That's what I thought. Right? But also I shared this one time before. And I witnessed to the guy and try to encourage him from time to time. And some of you've heard it, but it's worth repeating. He had he had a uh, gallbladder problem when he was on travel one time, and I heard he got real sick and he came out and he finally came back to work. I said, "Man, I was praying for you." He goes, "Man, I appreciate it." Yeah. Before I talked about the Lord, he didn't have time for him and everything else. And I said, "Hey, dude, what do you think would have happened if you would have died, man? I mean, come on, what do you think? Because you got some guys, you got to get right down to it." I said, "So, what do you think would happen, man, if you died?" I said I just go back to dirt. I said, really? I said, man, was it painful? He said, yeah. I said, what happened when that pain? Hit? He says, man, I just screamed out, oh God. I said, why did you scream out all dirty? He said, uh, you got me, did you? I said, see, see, I said, even your spirit knows what's going on, man. And he thought about that. And he thought about that. He didn't cry out, oh dirt. He thought that's where, you know, I guess I'll just go back to dirt. No, when you're in a barn, guess what? You call out to the Lord But I'm telling you what You don't have to be in the mind To call out to the Lord Amen Isn't it good when you just get a phone call Because some people love you You know Not because they don't want to borrow something I'm sure to say saying with God Lord i will just tell you I love you today You ever go outside and say Man Lord I This is a beautiful day I just love you That's awesome Man I try to be more In tune To what God's got going on How about you there's so many things. It's a great time of different seasons and stuff like that. My mother-in-law will be planting all types of stuff out in my yard soon. <laughs> and it's not that I'm lazy. She just loves to do it. I don't. She's like, it's, it's amazing. She like, would you care if I come play in your yard? Come on. Do you need some more seed? Do you want some flowers? I can get it here for you. She just loves doing that. She likes planting and growing. And every time I think about planting and growing, I think about planting the seed of God in somebody's life and seeing Holy Spirit bringing that up. To, to the fullness of, of who they are and what they got going on in their life. Isn't that amazing? You know, you plant something and then the next how how can a flower just like have nothing and then you go away and come back and hmm, it's like that. And you know what that flower will do all the time? It's going to follow the sun. It's going to follow the sun. We're we'll aware the same way. We need to follow the sun. Amen? And if we follow the sun, we're going to have some more patience. And we're going to speak what God says. And we're going, to, we're going to see the impact. And we're going to see those things uh, that God does. But you know, like I said, I don't know how a flower works, but I know it works, right? I don't know how an airplane flies, but it flies. Sometimes it takes a little faith. But I'm going to tell you what. Sometimes we just need to give things a chance to work. Amen? You can't turn around and plant a seed and then dig it back up tomorrow and say, Is it doing anything? You know? i just put some water on it and see if it's going to do anything. Sometimes it's the whole nurturing process. So if you're walking with somebody that's in the Lord and they're not where you are, just love them anyway. Because everybody's learning at a different rate. But God loves them just as much as he loves you. Man, isn't that amazing? I thought, man, isn't it so amazing that we, we try to figure out so many things and God's already mapped it out, you know? So often we get so bent around the wheel. And be impatient because we've allowed the ways of the world to drive us instead of the things of the Lord to to lead us. Does that make sense? Don't let the world drive you. Let the Lord lead you. There's a big difference in that. Because when we're being led, that means we've got our eyes on the Lord. He steps, we step. He speaks, we listen. We're obedient to those things, right? Right. But if we're too busy and running around and everything and you try to tell somebody something, you know, and they're doing something. you got all this noise going on. You can't hardly concentrate on anything. And you wonder, well, I just didn't get the whole fullness of that story. We're not tuned in to that. But if we take a minute and sit and listen to what God has for us, it makes all the difference in the world. Again, I'm not telling you something today that you don't know. I'm reminding you of something that we need to apply. Amen? we got a God that's a full-time God. Well, why do you keep saying that? I want you to know that. Because when things happen this week, and next month, and next year, you need to know that God's still on your side. Amen? Even when you blew it. Man, that's a good word right there. Even when you blew it. Even when you don't feel like you measure up. Anybody ever feel like they don't measure up? I feel like that all the time. On my own. But I know that I measure up in Christ. Amen? And that brings me, what? Great joy. Rolling right on into it. I wrote this down, use your tools How do we walk in joy? We need to use the tools of prayer Read his word, our relationships It's, it's all based on The tools that God has given us And, and it's crucial Those relationships are, 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 are crucial I, I say this a lot of times when we're Speaking on joy if, if you're a Christian, people should know you By your joy and by your love That does not mean everything is great Oh man, I start my toe, hallelujah I'm not saying that, right? But there's got to be something about you that you can find the positive in a bad situation because Christ dwells in you. That he gives us all that we need. What was that scripture again we had here? May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Giving thanks to God the Father. Look look at this. Who has qualified you to share in his inheritance? Man. Anybody got got an inheritance that they want to leave behind? Make sure you spell my name right. But think about that. When you do that, you want to make a difference in that person's life. You want to make a difference in that community. You want to make a difference because what you struggle for and what you've earned and what you've done and what you have, you want to bless somebody with that. Well, God has everything, and he wants to bless us with that. He wants us to use those things, right? And look at this. How often do we just go right on by we don't use the tools? Can you imagine a maintenance man coming over your house to fix a window? Got all the tool belts and everything on here. Every single thing he needs, he goes uh. Well, let's just try to pull it out by hand. Let's just try to beat it back in place. Let's try to do this. Let's try to just do it on our own. You say, man, you got all the tools right there in your belt. Yeah, 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 I know, but. Yeah, but I think we can just bend that over here and we can do that right there. No, you need a screwdriver, dude. It might be the screwdriver of prayer. It might be the hammer of, I don't know, uh, sticking with the stuff of faithfulness. But but as silly as that sounds about in the natural, we do it every day in the supernatural, don't we? We just let things ride. Let's keep on going. Here's something else that will help us identify with our joy. Always identify with Christ. Keep Jesus in the equation. I said sometimes people don't don't even give him a thought. It's, it's funny. I'll give you a perfect example, especially as a pastor and uh, things like that. I had somebody call me, good friends of mine, and I don't mean no harm in this. They had a friend of a friend of a, a nephew of a niece. So, I mean, the line got about this long. And they had a death in their family. I'm very sorry about that. I've been praying for that family. And they said in my note, they were so impressed with you the way you did the funeral that we'd like you to do this funeral. And I thought, man, if they were so impressed the way that a funeral, why don't you come to hear what we talk about while you're living? But I can't, always, I can't always go to those places. I try to do what I can. And, and I thought, see, a lot of times we don't realize how much we need Jesus until we're at the end of the road. Amen? I'm saying as we identify with Christ, we can always have that joy in our life. You know? A lot of times we just say, okay, you got to keep Jesus in the middle of the equation. Where is Jesus at in the equation of your life? Is he in the center? Does he just get what's left over at the end of the day? Do we just call on him when we can't make the rent? Do we just call on him, you know, we got a doctor's appointment? How, how does he play in to your life? And I really want you to take a good, hard look at that and evaluate that because you are the only one that can really give a good, honest evaluation of that. And if it's not where you think it should be, what are you going to do? Put it where it needs to be. What adjustments are you going to make? All right? I want to ask you, do you enjoy rushing? People enjoy rushing? Yeah, everybody hates it, right? We don't like that. Mm-hmm. If you got work and I've been rushing around, I haven't had a chance to go to the restroom today. At home, I'm cooking. I've been working on this, getting the mashed potatoes in. I've been rushing all day. Right? What is it? we got to get down to such and such. We've got to rush to get there 40 clothes. Rush, 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 rush. Man, we just, we, we're just in battling with that time clock all the time. And, and it's like, why why is that? And I think, man, Lord, help us in this rushing business. you know? I said, there's times that we need to be quick to respond in our situation. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm talking about there. But I said, you know what? To be in a constant state of rush, to me, it doesn't seem like we're relying on the Lord too good. I know when I get so busy... And I got to fit this to that. I got to do this over here. And I got to fix this. The Lord might not be first in my life at that moment. How about you? Man, how many know this? You got a real busy calendar and you put God first and somehow he just makes it all come together. It's almost like he expands your time, isn't it? It's amazing. You know, I talk to people sometimes. They say, well, what did you do last night? You know, oh, I went here and I went home. You know, let's say I did my toenails and washed my dog. What'd you do? Oh, I had about 14 phone calls Went to my mom's. Went over here Went back to here Did this And they go I said no, You asked me They said Oh are you complaining I go no I'm just saying You asked what I did I asked what you did Now I asked what you did And then they go How did you get all that done I said If it weren't for God Leading the way It wouldn't happen Has God ever Bring that things to your remembrance Don't forget to do that Don't forget to call somebody Don't forget to check on that Are you going so busy That you don't even You don't even listen don't even think about it. That'll rob your joy. If you're so focused on, on what you got to get done, instead of the one who is going to give you the strength and the endurance and the patience and the joy to do it, we're missing the whole thing, right? That's what I'm getting at here. Let's keep, keep going. Joy. Jesus offers you joy. you got a choice. This life is filled with choices, isn't it? And some of them are kind of tough, but some of them should be pretty easy. If I say, do you want to go to hell? You say, no, I don't want to go to hell. Do you want to know the only way not to go to hell? Yes, I want to know the only way. Do you want to meet Jesus? Well, I don't know. <laughs> no, you need all the pieces of the puzzle. See, because the Lord is all about offering us himself. His sacrifice so that we can be saved. That we can be set in a family. Let's take a look at this scripture we got here. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. I mean, you look at that real close. Always be joyful. It's hard to do that, right? We need to rely on his strength. And All right? Never stop praying. I got a funny feeling those things run together. If you're going to be filled with joy, you better keep praying. Right? Because the world ain't going to help you with your joy. They'll help you with happiness. You know why? Because your happiness will run out and they'll sell you something else to give you some happiness. You hear what I'm saying? Oh, you love that car when you got it, right? Get that car. They talked you into financing it for seven years. Seven years, you know? Yeah, but the payment's good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's $100 a month. I can't afford that. How about $25 a week? Okay. Y'all caught that, right? (laughs) Y'all caught that, didn't you? But yeah, but see when the shine starts going down and the radio's going like that and starting to do the shimmy the cocoa puff. You know, I don't like that no more. You still got six and a half years on it, right? That's when you start calling out to that all-endurance God. Lord, help me out. And I'm using these practical applications because you know what? That's what we live in. Find God in the midst of this situation. But he says, always be joyful, never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. You know, you could have somebody try to pick that up. Well, you know, uh, such and such happen, you, you, You're you joyful in that? No, but I can tell you what. I can find some joy in that if I really seek the Lord. Let me tell you, there's nothing joyful about doing a funeral. But there is joy to be had when we know that person knows Jesus. Amen? Matter of fact, I'll go as far as this. That's probably the only joy you're going to find. Amen? Because they're gone. They're gone. And, and let me tell you, that's why we, we, we preach What well, we preach Because we want to be difference makers for the kingdom of God We want people's life to be transformed By the power of God By the strength of God And for us to walk in it He said I give you life in abundance Life in abundance does not mean That you've got a shovel lip all the time That you can't even touch somebody and they're running to smack you right There's some days that, that are tough But I am going to tell you what Always be joyful right For this is the will of God For this is God's will for you So if it's God's will it can happen right Absolutely. So he's not telling you something that can't be grabbed. He's not telling you something that can't be obtained. He's telling you, this is my plan for you. Man, that makes a big difference. Let's keep on going. We serve an awesome God, don't we? Well, let me do a few things here. I pulled this up that I used this one time before. And I looked through my notes and I said, this is great. Joy produces these blessings. Look at that. Real joy affects other situations as your own. Have you ever seen that? Now, just like that, let's look in the reverse If you've got one party pooper at your party, what can you do? they just bring a rain cloud right down there. But if you got somebody that's happy, man, you got somebody that's, that's got joy dude, and, and having a good time, people will draw to them. Unless they love being negative. And then they start trying to throw their little pins at the person, right? Oh, well, wow. Well, what's going on there? What's going on there? Man, let me tell you our joy can affect the situation of others. Let's look at this it can affect your health. Amen? I tell you what. I would rather be happy till the day I die, uh, joyful till the day I die. Even if something's wrong with me, does that make sense? You get somebody get a bad report, and they still find a positive in that, right? It's, it's tough. This is a Proverbs seventeen twenty two: A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bone. Man, I tell you what, you can find some negativity stuff, but you know what? I, Denise kind of scratches her head when I say this. I said, you know. I really wouldn't mind working at a hospital. She said, what? I said, dude. They got some great food over there, too, by the way. But uh, that's not why. Because you know what? Hearts are usually open to the Word of God there. I get to do, I'm telling you what, if I go to a hospital, I'm I, I, I in Jesus full mode, man. If you are on the uh, elevator, you're going to hear about Jesus before you get to the bottom or to the top. It don't matter. Wherever we can we can get because on time they're not there because they like the food. Now I do go there sometimes because I like the food. That's crazy, isn't it? But you know what? I love the people. And I know that there's situations that you know what sometimes they could use a little bit of joy. A little bit of joy. Let's keep on rolling. I said, Joy is the first cousin to peace, Amen. If you don't have any joy, you're probably not going to have any peace. And peace is priceless. It really is. Let's keep on going. I said, Joel will put a song in your heart. You ever seen anybody mad and singing? Mm -hmm. Isn't that right? They don't gargle and all that stuff. Would you start whistling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in. You can tell what type of day it's going to be, right? They're setting that stage. right? And what do they say? Somebody will say, what you so happy about? You can tell everybody happy, in it? At you so happy Back, Got the lip all bent down, man. Look like a shovel. And you go, man, well, golly. It's a good day. What's so good about it? Y'all don't work with those folks. Y'all don't spend the day with me. I'm going to tell you what. I, I, I get to work with all types of folks. But you know what? We're all the same. Everybody. And I realize everybody's not going to jump up and, and sing about sunshine and doing the Doris Day dance and everything like that when they come in there. Can't hardly do that. <laughs> trying to try that. That's one arm. But you know what? It's great. So we're praising the Lord today to let all those other things fall off and just focus on praising the Lord. Where I work at, there's one area that it echoes. I'm gonna tell you, if the pipes could get saved in that place, they did. Because I just love singing. And I'm go, Lord, I love you today. And you know, man, I just said, man, I will praise your name. I get out there with my wrench, and I'm walking, doing the raising, praising the Lord, praising the Lord, walking through there just like that. I said, that's right. And then one of my buddies said, tell them about Jesus. (laughs) It changes everything, right? Now, I know the guys that I work with think I'm absolutely crazy, but you know what? They'll be the first guy to come. I'll be the first guy to come to when they need somebody to pray for them. They'd like, oh man, that ain't good. Did you hear about such and such? We need why don't you just pray about that? My granddad's got gifts going on. Why don't you pray about that? And I said, let's pray about that. And they go down. And I said, let me tell you something. I'm gonna let you in on something right now. And they go, yeah, 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 what? You can pray for them too. Yeah, but buddy, you got to hook up. No, I don't. I gotta say, I got the same line that you got. All minutes free when you know Jesus, right? I don't have to watch that little line like that. You had 75% of your carbon. You had 95% of your data. Uh uh-uh. uh. Wouldn't that be something you get to, get to heaven and the Lord said, You didn't know they even use any of your data, right? <laughs> Mine's gonna be over in the red. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm like, man. You know, I wake up at night. I, this is what I do at night. This is crazy. I know we're just having fun today and I wanna share some stuff. This is how much the Lord's on my mind, right? If I wake up, how many people roll over at night, have to see the seat of clock? I gotta see what time it is. Why? Because I got to know how much more time I want to get to sleep yes. right? But then what I'll do is I'll find out what time it is and then I'll try to remember a Bible verse of what it is. It's 3:16 John 3:16 John 3:16 I know John 3:16 and then I end up being up because I'm trying to remember the verses you know man okay think about think of something else you know Hey two, it's it's, it's, two, it's 208 Ephesians 2:8. 2 See, I'm just wired like that. Because I'm thinking all the time, I said, Lord, I can get, I get about four more hours sleep here. That's good. Apply God in your life and everything you can. I'm gonna tell you what, you'll start to see the joy in your life. Most of the time, a lot of people know, most of the time when I ask I'm going out on a limb, am I pretty happy usually most of the time? Most of the time? Yeah? Every now and then. If, if something's going on and I don't say anything, people go, What's wrong? If this, if this mouth is shut, they go. Something's wrong. I know. I'm just catching my breath, right? But usually that's what happens to me. I don't say nothing. I don't say much. I just like that. And then there's probably some people I work with that say, "You know, we love you, man. We just wish things weren't so good for you." (laughs) So you shut up for a while. But you know what? I don't know how long I got here. What would be? What would just just think that this was my last time preaching? You say, "Oh, don't get all doomy." Go no. You never know that. That's why I preach like I do because every week I say, "I don't know if I'm going to do this again next week." You know? Man, let's tell them about Jesus. Let's get excited about Jesus. What happens? Do you think about that? What happens, man, when I when when you get ready to put somebody on a school bus? That's the last time they sin. What's the last time, you know, when you when you're with your wife on the phone, that's the last time they talk to you. I'm not trying to scare you, I'm trying to tell you about life. I would rather have it go out. I want to go out on a good note. How about y'all? I want to go out on a good note. I tell you how bad I want to go out on a good note. When Thomas was little, we'd get into it or something like that. He'd go to bed, and the Lord would deal with me. I was sleeping. I can't believe that just made me so mad. 1 o'clock. 2 o'clock. 2.15. Hey, Amen. Amen. Huh? Hey. What, Dad? Hey, uh, Just tell you a lot. Hey, man. Tell you I'm song. It's your mama's fault. No. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. No. But he's like, how would you just tell me i just him what you say, you sorry about 9.30? But we hold on to that thing, man. But I wasn't having no joy, right? Can't even sleep, man, tossing a turning. I'm thinking, man, what happens? If I get all worked up, have a heart attack. My boy, the last thing he remembers is dad yelling. Ah, uh, I'm i t- I'm speaking to some folks now, right? Right? Everybody's going, yeah, that happens at my house. So you just tell them, man, just get over it. We're going to say you sorry now. Right? But also remember it works both ways. I don't like holding on to bad stuff too long. Man, let it go. Let it go. Look at this. I said, man, joy will, uh, joy will put a song in your heart. Joy is the effect of God's love in you. Think about that. Joy is the effect of God's love in you. And, and that changes things. And it ought to help us to slow things down and count our blessings. This week, man, I had so much stuff I had to get squared away before the surgery. It's crazy. I've been on the phone. I've been talking to people. And how many know the insurance? I think they want you to die before you have something done. Because they have upset me so bad. Oh, we're going to send it over Thursday. Hey <laughs> We send it over. I was like, you got to send the paperwork over. Yeah. You called back and they go, Oh, we didn't do that? No, you didn't. All those different things. Just, man, rushing, rushing, rushing. I've got to do this. i got to do this. Don't forget this done. i got to get this done. i got to get this done. And I thought, Lord, maybe that's why you gave me the message here. I'm rushing about all this stuff. And man, when I just finally say, well, you know what? I've done what I could. And Lord, you know what? You know what I need. Mean. But Lord, I don't, I don't want to go and finish each day exhausted from running the rat race. I don't mind going to bed exhausted from giving my all to Christ. How about you? I pray this week, and I pray from here on out, but you know what? This is just kind of a little tune-up for our spirit. Friends, don't get wrapped around the wheel so bad that you miss out on all the blessings. There is so much blessing that God pours in your life each and every day. And I just want you to see that, you know? I just want you to see that, experience that. So the takeaway from me today is, Lord, slow down my life in a way That I don't miss anything that you give me. Anything you've done for me. Anything you spoke to me. Anything that you you, you want me to do. Because you know what? Time's always ticking. And you know, you can get wrapped up watching the news. You can get wrapped up worried about this and everything else. Mm -hmm. I wish I had had my phone The other night when I wasn't sleeping, the Lord showed me something about this. And I don't know if I'll get it right. I even rolled over and wrote it down. And this is what the Lord showed me. Worry will always keep you looking backwards. It will forfeit your presence. And it will rob your future. See, that's what, that's what I started hearing about 3 o'clock in the morning when I should be sleeping. But if I'm not sleeping, I'd rather really be talking to the Lord anyway. And I said, I need to write that down. And I said, Lord, explain that to me. This was, If you're worried, you always worried about what happened last week. What's going on? You start bringing that into this today's situation. And you start bringing all that trash into today, into the present. Guess what? You forfeit it today. Because you already brought all the joke in. And you won't look up enough to see that there's something else coming. And so what you do? You allow that worry and all that stuff that Satan continues to bang banging and argument with to rob your future. I said, man, that's amazing, Lord. Then He show me this. But faith learns from the past lives for today and anticipates the blessings of tomorrow. I said, that's good, Lord. I need to write that down. Think about that. When you got faith, you think, man, this is what God did for me yesterday. So guess what? I don't have to worry about today. I'm going to live today in confident expectation knowing that God is for me. And you know what? I can see the blessings coming. I can see the blessings coming. And so today I pray that we live in faith and not in worry. Because faith will produce that joy. And just like we said, joy is the effect of God's love in you. If you know Jesus, God's love is not only in you, but it should be flowing through you. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's my prayer for us as a church today. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much that you give us the the opportunity to have the endurance, to have the patience, to have the joy. But most of all, have your son, to have you. And I pray there's someone here today that does not have you, that they don't leave this place without knowing what it is. They have a personal relationship with you. Maybe somebody's going to listen to this on the internet later. I don't know when or whatever. But I, I, I tell you, I'm just saying this is for you if you're listening. Make today that day. Make today that day that you call on the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sin. the Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And there will be a time that we stand before the Lord. If you stood before the Lord today, why why would he let you in? Why would he let you in heaven? He said, the Bible says that our works are like filthy rags. There's only one way to heaven. I want you to hear that. One way to heaven. He said, the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So today, I want to introduce you to my Lord and Savior, my friend, my everything, my Jesus. He is here to take you right the way you are. What must I do to be saved? Believe on him. Put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. And ask the Lord to come into your life. Lord Jesus, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, I just put my faith and trust in you. I believe you're the son of God. that takes away the sin of the world. Lord, help me to walk and live a life for you. And if that's your prayer, tell someone before you left today. Say, you know what? I prayed that prayer. Today is my day. And we're going to rejoice with you. If you're here and you say, I've made some terrible mistakes in my life. Welcome to the club. But you know what? Those mistakes and those poor choices don't have to uh, rob you of what God has for you today. He offers you forgiveness. He's offering you grace. He offers you mercy. Grab hold of that. Lord, today we thank you for fresh starts. We thank you that uh, you're a long haul God. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.